Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatt Third, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California. Joining me in studio, as per the usual, is my friend, my brother in Christ, the disembodied voice of Rudy. Hi, everybody. I love you all. Waka, 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 waka. What's the Lord? That's the extra one. Just because it's your bir- just because it's your birthday doesn't mean you get to goof off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and joining us from a more than acceptable safe social distance through the miracle of telephony is my guest for this morning, Amy Romine. And yes, this is another episode of no- a very special episode of Not Quite After Midnight. How are you doing, Amy? I am awesome. How are you, Bill? I am wonderful. Awesome. Especially I love it. now. Yep. So where are you calling from? I am in Claremore, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Now, is that uh, the Tulsa side or the Oklahoma City side? The Tulsa side. I'm uh, actually south of Tulsa. South of Tulsa. Okay. My uh, my little brother, one of my little brothers uh, and his family lives in uh, Oklahoma, but on the Oklahoma City side. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I'm a little more rural here. I have a little, my little Claremore town. I, I call it my Stars Hollow because it's just a little town. It's a street and it, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Got to wind the street to put the line down the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, a cousin of mine, uh, years and years and years and decades ago, uh, lived in a little town in uh, Louisiana, just on the other, just on the Louisiana side of the Texas border. Um, Nice. Wascom? Wasco? It was Wasco or Wascom or something like that. The town was so small. That you know how when you're driving uh-huh. past a free a past a city in a free on a freeway you'll see the little welcome to sign and then uh, and uh-huh. then if you're coming the other direction you'll see the the welcome to sign on that side. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. for Wascom, if as you drove past it, if you turned around immediately after seeing the welcome to sign, you saw the welcome uh-huh. to sign. <laughs> the welcome to sign on you, both you, sides. You, was, missed it, right? you missed it on both in both directions. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh yeah that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah um yeah the biggest thing to do was to go to the dairy queen yeah and uh yeah, yeah. i mean it, it, we've expanded a little bit you know we've come into the 21st century we've got hatchet throwing downtown okay. and got one of probably the best steaks houses in the country nice. uh downtown so yeah i mean it, it it's a lot different than it used to be, you know, back in the day, but it's it's our cute little small town. Cool. Great community. That's nice. That's, that's something I, uh, I I miss about living uh, about living out in the Midwest and the South was uh, um, was uh, well, I guess more South than Midwest, but uh, was the sense of community that you got yeah. from people, and uh, I get that from my church. But uh, um, oh, that's a good place to get it from. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, unfortunately, not so much in the city itself. Santa Ana is a is the county seat of Orange County, here in California, and uh, um, yeah, it's busy and it's uh, it's full of people who are more interested in doing their work than uh, than getting to know their neighbors. Yeah, I actually got married in Santa Ana. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Small world. My whole family. 
family. My whole family is in California. My mom lives in Placentia. Okay. In Placentia, yeah. which is Orange County. I, I used and to then, belong to the Placentia Chamber of Commerce. There you go. And then my um, the other half of my family lives in Huntington Beach. Wow. That is uh, yeah. that is definitely small world type stuff. Yeah, that's my mom grew up in in California in Santa Barbara. Okay, we actually have a a, a vacation home there now. Nice. Um, it was the home that my grandparents lived in, right? Okay. They passed a couple of years ago, so now we have a house out there that we had before. It's just nobody's living in it right now. Um, and then uh, yeah, so Huntington Beach, Santa Barbara, and uh, Placentia. We lived in Yorba Linda for a little while, so everybody's in California right now. I am all wow. by myself here in Oakland. I am, but I love. Like I would yeah. not want to be in California right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I say that to my mom all the time. I'm like, Mom, come on. <laughs> I, I'm actually the opposite. I'm the only one left in Southern California. Well, I, I have an aunt and uncle, but uh, who live uh, who live in uh, uh, Wildemar over uh, over by Temecula, but uh, um, yeah. but I, I never see them. I hardly ever see them, especially now that uh, my grandmother's passed away. But, uh, yeah, we don't get along. We, we don't get along. Well, <laughs> family doesn't necessarily mean you get along, yeah, right? Yeah. Family's blood. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up in a small town. So, like, I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. So, you know, for the Billy Joel song. Yeah. And um, it, so I grew up in a small town. So after I got out of high school and went to college, I spent some time in Vegas and then, California. I lived for about 15 years in Texas, Arlington, Texas. Okay. So, you know, I knew what the small town, like, I remember what a small town felt like when I was a kid, right? <laughs> and uh, I've gone to these other places, and Oklahoma is the only place that kind of feels like that mm. without going back to Pennsylvania. Okay. So, it's just a little bit simpler. Yeah. It's not living in the big city. <laughs> yeah, but there are things about California that I really like. Uh, you know, the fact that that I can drive for five minutes and pass through the uh, the cultural centers of four different uh, um, you know people you know peoples of eth yeah. you know those those ethnicities and uh, you know it's like if oh, I don't yeah. like the food on this block I can go another block and find a completely different country. <laughs> it's it's very diverse. Yeah, if you're looking for diversity, you know you've got California and you've got New York. Yeah, uh, yep. those are probably the two most diverse places around, right? Yeah, but I also like the, I mean, I, I rarely go, but I like the fact that I can both go to the beach and go skiing at the, in the same day. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I ever actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a skier, but I like the beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do without the beach being nearby. But, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, so... Um, so let's see. So let's see. You are a coach and, oh, let's see. You are a, a mindset and author coach. Well, business, small business mindset and author. Small so business mindset and areas. author. Okay. And, uh, it's cleardreamscoaching.com. Correct. Yes. So there, there's an S in there. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll I'll have you in the I'll have it in the uh, I'll have it in the link uh, the link in the description. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, so we can all you. yeah. Um, and also and your uh, and your big thing is forty five minutes to clear dreams. Yes. So yes. So yes, what yes. are clear dreams? 
So, um, so we all have dreams, right? We right. all have aspirations. Okay. Um, don't necessarily, you know, you don't know how to get from point A to point B, right? Mm -hmm. So um, in 45 minutes, whether it's weekly or whatever, I can show you how to get from point A to point B. Okay. Right? So if you want to increase the profits in your small business, you give me 45 minutes, I can show you how to do it. Okay. If you want to change your mindset, I give you 45 minutes and I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> right? If you want to be an author and, you know, sell the book that you've been wanting to, or write the book that you want to to write, or if you have a book that you've written and you're like, okay, what do I do now? Give me 45 minutes and I'll give you an answer. Okay. So I think a lot of people have dreams and, but they don't know how to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And I'm the person who coaches them through the process and, and, you know, reinforces it's, uh, it's accountability, right? Right. So I'm the person who says, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed, what are you supposed to be doing? And then you say, I'm supposed to be doing this and this is why. So uh, my clients call the shots as to, you know, where they want to go. And I just help them get there. A little bit of handholding. Yeah. Well, I think we all need a little handholding. This yeah. world's pretty confusing, right? Yep. It's pretty, yep. it's pretty, um, there's a lot of gray right now. There's not a lot of black and white and, and there never is. Right. But I think that I'm a firm believer in uh, what our intention is, is, is more important than the result, right? If you intend to do something, if you intend, if your intention is to have an impact, to um, create joy, to, uh, you know, help the people that you're engaging with. My cat's just freaked okay. out. Um, okay. <laughs> help the people you're engaging with, then that's more important than, you know, um, pride, you know, arguing with someone, just make it out of every moment. And that's in, you know, being an author, being a person or being a business owner, you define the joy in your life and that'll propel you to where you need to go. Okay. But most people don't know what brings them joy. Right. What brings you joy, Paul? Talking to people, getting to do the show. Yeah, yes, that's what this you're doing, right? So, yeah, so you got to build off so of my, that. Uh, so my 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 passion project, though, is actually uh, leadership development mastermind, which is something I, I'm putting together. Um, I do uh, I do nice. leadership development coaching, and uh, and I want to move it into a into a mastermind model. And uh, um, very yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm hoping to have something ready to go by the start of the new year. Figure that's a, a good place to that's start. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fear means new things, That's right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when we think change scares people, yeah. right? So, and you know, this is a coach. I mean, it changes just, we're very, especially now, a lot of us have become very risk averse, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to change anything because, you know, the whole world freaks right. out. And in small business, that's really important, right? Because you don't want to make huge sweeping changes because it just disrupts everything. It disrupts everything. It disrupts your personal life, your business, your processes, your revenue. It disrupts everything. So um, the focus of all of my coaching is just making little changes that, whether it's mindset, author, or small business, making little tweaks um, to the way that you run things now that show you uh, exponential changes that aren't necessarily earth shattering, but 
after you implement them, they become earth shattering because your profits go up or your mindset changes or you you have uh, new inspiration for the passion that your your passion project, right? You can change certain things, just change little things about the way you look at things um, and have a severe impact in the outcomes. And I think a lot of people look at, you know, owning a small business or having a big dream and they just get so overwhelmed with all of the things that could go wrong, all of the bad things. You know, you've got your aunt in your ear and and you're saying, I'm going to go do this amazing thing. And they're like, well, you need stability. Well, what's going to happen? And you've got those negative Nellies and you have to be able to see past that and and move forward. So my new thing right now is fear means forward. Okay. So if I fear something, if I'm scared of doing something right, it means I absolutely have to do it. <laughs> because without without fear, you don't have change, mm-hmm. right? If you see if you keep doing the same things over and over again, you know, insanity, if you keep doing the same things over and over again and think you're going to get a different result, right. You know, what, what's the point? Whereas if you tweak this and you tweak this and you keep making those adjustments as you move forward by challenging challenging yourself, by facing your fears, um, then, you know, you see those exponential improvements in not only your business, but your life. Mm-hmm. Because you're making the choice to, to move forward in a positive way. Does that make yeah. sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, tell me, do you find as people, uh, at, at least some of the people, uh, uh, make uh, these changes towards uh, towards this ultimate goal, um, mm-hmm. do you find that sometimes they don't realize they've been changing because the changes are so incremental and, and uh, you know, over the course of time, like little, cha- you know, because little, you know, how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? But... Uh, um, you know, uh-huh. you might not realize, you know, you might be halfway through the elephant before you realize that you've made any changes to it. Do, do you find that, do you find people so have a hard time going, oh, I have changed until, you know, at, at some point? Well, it, you know, it's funny because it depends on what you're talking about. So for mindset coaching and even for, in a lot of ways, author coaching, you have to make those small changes. And then what happens is, is that one day they look up and they realize that they're mm-hmm. okay, right? That they're, there's no more anxiety, that there's there's nothing really, that they've, got, they've let go of those limiting beliefs. So they're reacting to things differently. One of the big things with mindset is how we talk to ourselves, right? So one of the things that one of my recent clients said to me, she goes, I didn't realize how negative I was talking to myself. I didn't realize, like, if I was my best, like, if I was my best friend, I would fire me, <laughs> right? <laughs> because we talk to ourselves so horribly. We're so hard on ourselves. And she said, she, she, she and what I made her do is I made her write, her write it down every time she did it and then figure out why she did it. And once she did that, she realized how much she was doing it to herself. And then she realized what she was doing. And she ended up eliminating that limiting belief because she was conscious of it. So making small changes, again, it adds up. And then one day you kind of look up and go, oh, okay. (laughs) With businesses, it's a little bit different just because um, you have – it's so intensive with business because you're going into, you know, the, the nooks and crannies, the day-to-day processes. Um, there's emotion there. There's all kinds of stuff. But the biggest thing is hope, right? 
So one of the things that I have as a business coach is I have uh, an amazing software. It's Profit Profit okay. Accelerator software, and it's uh, proprietary. And what I can do is I can put in the details of a business and then show them how they can grow, right? So your revenue's here, your profit's here, your cogs are here. And okay, so what if we, what if we, there's 12, there's 12, there's 12 places you can impact your profit, mm -hmm. right? Make it go up or down, right? You've got revenue, you've got cogs. Those are the two right. most important things. So revenue is the money you're bringing mm -hmm. in, right? And then COGS is your cost of goods. So in a coaching program like this, our cost of goods is fairly low because we don't actually make anything, <laughs> yeah. right? But for a business, yeah, for a business that actually like a restaurant that makes something, um, there's a lot of very specific things you can do. You can increase your prices. You can cut your costs. You can, that will directly impact your revenue and or your COGS. So if you can reduce your COGS by 3%, what does that look like over a year? How much money are you actually adding to your revenue? If you increase your prices by 5%, how much money is that going to add to your revenue annually? And so the software that I have has like, I think it's like 500, I don't know, it's like a million okay. algorithms in it. And it does it by industry and it puts it in there and it basically maps out the potential um, profit increase uh, over the span of time. So I can actually show them numbers and then say, okay, if we want to hit this goal, this is what we have to do. And so it's really, it's a partnership between the business owner and the coach. And because the business owner sets the goals based on their goals, their personal goals, which is different from business owner to business owner, um, those changes, while they're, they're seen it's usually you can tell right away if you're having an impact and then you can adjust because of your revenue, right? If your revenue goes up, you're having an impact. If your revenue goes down, you're not having an impact or if it stays the same. So it's more of a numbers game. Um, but yeah, they do, they do see it, um, especially the small businesses because there's an energy behind doing something like that. So when a small business comes to you or to me and says, hey, I wanna improve my small business, there's an energy that goes along with that. There's something behind that. And that energy fuels, you know, fuels the process, fuels the creativity, fuels the intent of wanting to succeed. So if they're looking for success, they're going to find success. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. does. Now, to uh, to kind of go off in a different direction, um, what, what mm -hmm. uh, made you want to become a coach? Oh, um, well, there were several things. Um, I've worked in operations, corporate operations for 20 okay. years. And so I've been a corporate cog, <laughs> basically. I was an operations analyst. I dealt with P&Ls for big accounts that we have or had. And, um, but I was also, I'm also a published okay. author, romantic suspense author. So I have currently 11 books wow. that I've published. So I was doing that on the side, right, of being a corporate analyst. That was my side hustle, was the writing. And uh, But when COVID happened, and even before COVID, because I've been working from my house for about 10 years now. So COVID happened, and everybody looked at me and went, how do you do this every day? It was actually very funny. 
Um, and then it was also a wake-up call for me. I saw um, a meme that said, what does it say about your life when a, a global pandemic hits and your life doesn't change? <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> so it's like, okay, well, yeah, not much changed for me because I wasn't going, going to work anyway, right? So one of the things that uh, impact me personally was the separation from uh, being anchored to doing something positive, right? Mm -hmm. I was helping my team, I was helping my company, but I didn't feel like I was having an impact. I wasn't really helping anybody. I was, you know, I was assisting in the corporate maneuvering, but I wasn't actually helping actual people. And uh, when I moved to Claremore a couple of years ago, uh, I met a lot of business owners because, you know, that's my age range, right? I'm 48. So a lot of people around my age have businesses. They've either had businesses for a long time or they've opened small businesses. And I saw the impact that COVID had. And I, I'm seeing the impact that re the recession is having and, and inflation and everything. And um, I really, honestly, I just want to help these small business owners get out of the ditch that they're in right now sure. and be successful. Um, I really, I, that, that is honestly why I'm getting into this. I love helping people. I love having conversations like you do, mm -hmm. understanding people's um, intentions and their passions. And I want to be able to support that in any way that I can. And this is the best way that I could find to do it. Very cool. Very, Very cool. cool. Very cool. Um, <laughs> It's a journey, right? It is, absolutely. Um, what uh, what in your background helps you uh, be a good coach? Uh, well, I actually started coaching uh, when I was, well, a couple of years ago when I became an author. Not actually when I became an author. I had a whole bunch of books that I had published. And when I came, when I became an author, it was when ebooks kind of first took over. So nobody knew what they were doing. Like ebook authors, they had no idea, right? The, the, the market got flooded. It was the wild west of marketing, right? Everybody was just trying to sell books. And, but nobody knew the, the framework for it because it was so new. The, the, the traditional publishers were still kind of fighting the whole ebook thing, but Amazon was coming on and they had like Smashwords and all these other things. So you really had to, I had to kind of figure out what the playing field was. So once I did that, because um, my first book was published in 2010, so I've been doing this for 10 years, about 12 years, um, my automatic um, response to that was to help other authors, right? So if I have, I know another author who, oh, I did this and I sold this, then it's like, okay, yeah, duplicate that. And that turned into author coaching for me. That turned into, I opened up an author coaching program here in Tulsa in 2018 or 2019. And um, it was a huge success. I had, I think, I think we had 12 authors in the group. We met weekly and I went through um, from the, basically the kernel idea of a book all the way to and through publishing and advertising. And that really gave me a taste for guiding people, encouraging people. And I found that I was really good at it, asking the questions that got to the answers that they were looking for. And uh, once I did that, I just it just kind of took off from there. Um, again, I was looking for a place to have impact and, uh, and small businesses 
again, are suffering. I have friends that are small. My mom was a small business owner. I'm a small business owner and it just, it just fit. And I, I just love helping people. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? I have all this, I have all this business experience. I want to share it. I want to, I want to go out and say, here, let's do this together. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at your blog over on cleardreamscoaching.com. And I got to know, what lessons did you learn from Paris Hilton? <laughs> what are the lessons did I learn from Paris Hilton? Uh, it's all about branding, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about branding. Always. Paris Hilton, you know, she's famous for being famous. Right. <laughs> she, she knows how, I mean, even the Kardashians. I mean, Paris Hilton and the Kardashians, they're kind of in the same in the same space. They're very good at marketing themselves. Um, but what do they really offer people? Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Right. Absolutely they nothing. Offer the, they <laughs> offer the chance to be like them. That's all they offer. Yeah. Right? Right. It's like, oh, I want to be like Paris Hilton. <laughs> or I want to be like Kim Kardashian. And, and honestly, from a business, from a woman's point of view, they're brilliant. They're absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I, and I totally respect the hell out of them, but what they're selling is not something that I really want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody's buying it because they keep making it. <laughs> well, you know, that's a whole nother conversation about, you know, the, the fact that, uh, the internet's destroying our minds, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. But yeah, you know, it's like, uh, um, makes me think of another one of these uh you know self-promotion uh self-promotional uh people uh you know uh, nobody knows who stephanie germanata is mm -hmm. but everybody knows who she became she's that's lady gaga's real name oh is it i yes. did not know that um, See? I have no idea yeah and uh um yeah before before she became lady gaga she was normal looking had brown hair, played uh -huh. her music, played her simple music. She was, yeah. she was she's very talented. I, I mean, I, I don't care for most of her music, although I did yeah. like the stuff she did with Tony Bennett. But uh, yeah. um, but that's a different thing. Uh, did you see her? <laughs> did you see her at the Oscars when she did the Sound of Music rendition or the? No. The, oh, look that up. It is amazing. Wow. It was amazing. It was an Oscar performance. And mm -hmm. that was when that was the night I became a Lady Gaga fan. <laughs> I it, seriously, because you know, it's Julie Andrews. Like the yeah. song in your head is Julie Andrews. So for right. somebody right. else to be able to sing that mm -hmm. and replace that voice in my head is a huge thing. So yeah, yeah. I would definitely check it out. Oscars. I, okay. It's Oscars, very, Lady Gaga, uh, Sound of music. music. Okay. Um, but yeah, but my, my point is, is that when she was doing everything normally, what we would probably, what most people would call normally, nobody paid any attention, nobody cared. But the mm -hmm. second she got her own, this unique out there style and, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, and started putting out, uh, uh, you know, the, the simpler, more catchy beat, uh, you know, hook music and, uh, and everything suddenly everybody knows who lady gaga is well yeah she created her market dominating position right she right. she was 
She's very clear. She is. And Madonna did the same thing, yeah. right? And when you look at Lady Gaga, it's a new, it's the new Madonna. Right. She reinvents herself every couple of years. Yeah. She comes up with a new message, but her core talent is, you know, the anchor for everything. Like if she doesn't have her voice, what does she have? She's got nothing. Well, well I don't know. She can act. She stars, can act a little. But but I'm sure, but, and I'm sure that if you would have said that, you know, 10 years ago when she first came out or however long it's been, she just right. had her voice. But now she's got acting in her, under her belt. She's yeah. got directing under her belt. She's yeah. got marketing under her belt. She's got business management, touring, all of the skills that she's gained from the beginning of that process right. has made her a much more robust business. Yeah. That she can offer if her voice goes away. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a smart thing. That's a smart thing to yeah. do. Yeah, diversifying, um, differentiating, all these. Uh, Don't limit yourself. No, no. Why limit yourself? No, no. I, I mean, I do three things. I, I do uh, I do the podcasting. I do uh, my uh, leadership coaching, and uh, and then mm -hmm. I also uh, do uh, final expense insurance. So. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, everybody dies, so everybody needs that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, you've got, uh, you've got business coaching and authorship and uh, you said it was romantic thrillers. Yeah. Romantic. romantic if you go on Amazon and look at the game, they're all there. Okay. That's cool. I also have a I also have a Substack that's uh, it's Clear Dreams Coaching. That's where my daily updates. Okay. Uh, if you wanna check that out. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you've got uh, you've got a blog over there on the website, and you've got Ask Amy, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, definitely some uh, some great stuff. Um, let's see what else. Uh, can we talk about wow it's already been a half an hour um yeah it tells you we could go for a half an yeah, hour yeah, easy i did, loved we did just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um what's been uh, so far what's been your most interesting uh client uh, need what's been the, mo the most, most interesting or interesting um let me think or the most unique business you've helped <laughs> There's been so many. Um, actually, I think one of the conversations I had recently with a business owner kind of threw me off a little bit. I, it wasn't, I don't want to say I wasn't expecting it, but it was, it was a little bit different. So I have a, a restaurant owner okay. who, uh, so I've established that there's three business, small business type owners, right? There's ex-corporate, which is uh, people who were in, you know, the corporate cog who are going into like either a second stage of their life and they're looking towards retirement or they're looking to create a nest egg or passive revenue income and they open a business, right? Or they built, they, they purchase a business. And that was uh, one of the things with this client that she, uh, she literally retired and then got bored <laughs> and decided she wanted to she wanted something to do and her sister owned a business and she decided, okay, let's, let's do this. And so, uh, she kind of took me through it and everything. And as we talked more, 
the whole reason for her opening this business was to help people. And it took a little bit of time to get to that, but her core goal is to bring servers in to this restaurant and have them make more money and have a better experience than any other restaurant in town. Okay. So that's kind of different, mm -hmm. right? So normally people are looking for their customers, their clients to have the best experience, right? And and that's still the case with her. But her thought is, is that if she has happy employees, she's going to have happy customers, sure. which totally makes sense. You know, it's business 101, happy employees makes happy customers. But she wanted to go beyond that. She wants to, you know, she wants to further empower her employees okay. so she wants employees that are going to stay there for a little while and then move on to a better job that's what she thinks her job is that's that's her core focus and so when she said that to me i mean it's very it's very giving you can tell by talking to her that she really just wants to help people just like mm -hmm. i do so we kind of we we kind of connected on that front but her um, her core concern was, what's it going to do to the employees? Mm -hmm. Is this going to help my employees? If I do this, how is it going? It's always coming back to the employees. It's not the profit margin. It's not the business. It's it's the employees, and that was just something that I didn't expect. I'd mm -hmm. never encountered that before. I mean, all employers, all small businesses love their employees, right. and and they think it's awesome. But um, to actually have the focus on your decision-making process being based on your employees' well-being and prosperity is, it was just a new thing. It was just something I found really interesting. So that would probably be the, the, the best story that I have. <laughs> See, now, what's funny is, is that fits right into my ethical leadership model that, uh, that I awesome. use. Um, yeah, that... Uh, um, yeah, to to basically, uh, you know, if you want to put it to think of others first, to consider the other, yeah. the other, whoever, whoever the other happens to be. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, that uh, the, you know, th phrases like, uh, you know, cliches like a rising tide lifts all boats and and uh, um, uh -huh. and those kinds of things play into it uh, quite a bit. But uh, um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I try to teach uh, my clients. Yeah, well, or yeah, so it's, <laughs> well, and it's, well, and like I said, it, I thought it, it, it wasn't an odd conversation. Right. It was a very hopeful, and, and I enjoyed that. I, I enjoy the fact that she thinks that way. I think that's a very different way of looking at things. And, it, and should all business owners think that way? Well, it depends on what your goals right. are, right? So one of the, one of the most important conversations I have with my clients when we first start out is, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. What is the end goal here? Are you are you uh, are you creating something to you know have a legacy? Are you wanting to pass this down to your children? Are you doing this because it's a creative outlet? Are you doing this to make money? Yeah. I mean, why? Are, what is the intent? Right. And and it's so funny because they really struggle with that answer sometimes. And you've got the so you've got the ex corporate. You've got what I call the crafts the craftsman, mm -hmm. right? The craftsman business owner. And then you've got the um, the old school, right? The old school is the one where, you know, grandma does the books and 
cousin Earl does all of the, you know, marketing and it, it's, it's literally a family business and it's been there that way for you know years, right. generations. Um, but the, the one that's hitting right now is the craftsmen. It's mm. the authors, it's the painters, it's the, the people who are creative and have a passion for something and they want to, they want to bring it forth in the world. They don't want to work for somebody else. They want to have a business so that they can share their talents and they want to do it profitably. And a lot of times they get into these things and they start the business and it becomes all about keeping the business afloat and not about the passion anymore. Mm. And if you do it that way, you're going to struggle because with a craftsman business like that, the fuel that drives the business is also located in the same place as the, as the fuel running the business. Right. So if you've got two cars running off the same tank of gas, <laughs> it's not going to work for very right, long, right? right? It's no, not. absolutely. You're not going to be able to go Absolutely. Anymore. Yeah. The, just because you know how to do whatever it is you do better than anybody else doesn't mean you know how to run a business better than anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's okay yeah. to say, hey, I don't know how to do that. Fish don't climb trees. And it's good to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it, yeah it's perfectly fine. Uh, if you, uh, yeah, if, if your skill set is somewhere else, you're a genius there. You're a genius in France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're a genius in making, you know, fruit designs or fruit baskets right. or flower arrangements yeah. or whatever. You're absolute genius, but... Half of the time you tell these people and they're geniuses, but they don't know anything about business. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, let's, and, and the other, and it's sad because they get depressed and they get overwhelmed and then they, they lose the, they lose the spark for the passion of, that they have, right? They don't want to make flowers anymore. They don't want to write books anymore because there's so much stress associated with yeah. it because of the business side of right. things. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I love that I can do is that I can come in and say, okay, let's handle the business side. Let's get you set up. Let's get you going. Let's getting you on the right track towards success so that you can focus on making your flowers or you can focus on writing your next yep. book. And, um, but they, it's also, you have, they have to release the control, right? Yep. They have to be like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to accept that I need help with this right? Right. and then release the control and say, okay, I will let you help me. And that's a hard thing for people to yeah. do. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really tough to, to say, you know, I can't handle such and such, you know, even, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I can't handle the accounting. I can't handle the, the, uh, the, right. the human resources. I, you know, whatever. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. And so it's like, okay, here's your CPA. Here's your tax person. Here's your HR person. Yeah. Here's your uh, your your HR uh, uh, your fractional HR manager. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and one of the things I like, uh, and that's the other thing, is the resources. But um, like marketing and advertising, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times a market ad or ad agency will come in and actually one of my clients was telling me this that they came in and they were doing all the social media stuff for a while, and uh, but she didn't really have any control. Mm -hmm. Right. She didn't have control over when they were posting, what they were posting. She just kind of gave them free reign and just paid them. Never saw the ROI on it. Never saw any of the like what was effective, what wasn't. It was just kind of a blanket thing. And it just went out and she hoped for the best. 
And with the coaching, with my coaching program, one of the things I love about it is that the client is in control. Mm -hmm. So we say, okay, let's do a drip campaign. And then my job is to ask the questions to get the right answers. And then the customer decides what they want to do next. The client decides, okay, we're going to do this or we're going to do this. Okay, you want to do this? This is what we need to do. So basically, I guide them in the direction, telling them what they can do. And then they're also learning, right? It's like you don't teach, you don't give a man a fish, you teach a man a fish. Right. <laughs> you teach him to fish. You teach him how to do it. And if you do that, then you, they've got a skill for life, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, and that's why I like coaching because I'm not going in there and saying, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff for you and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're going to do it, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to work myself out of a job. <laughs> exactly. That's the job. That's, that's the job exactly of a coach. That's what I plan to do. Work myself out of a job. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I think the, uh, let's see, I can't think of any other, uh, any other questions I'd ask. Is there, uh, is there anything you'd like to add to the, add to say to the nice people? Oh, I am so happy to be here. Um, if you ever, if anybody has any questions, you can always just email me. I'm really good at answering just like random questions. I answer questions on Quora all the time. <laughs> um, Amy Romine at cleardreamscoaching.com. Uh, whether or not you want to set up an assessment or just ask me some random questions, you can totally do that. Um, if you want to uh, start reading my Substack right now, it's free. It'll be through the end of December and then it'll become a paid membership. Every, uh, every day I have different tips for business coaches, mindset tips, and, uh, you know, just, it's just a newsletter that comes out and the first thing in the morning kind of gets you ready for your day, gets you in the, the, the right mindset to conquer whatever you need to conquer. So I highly recommend that. But uh, it was a great time to talk to you, Bill. I know that we tried to do this a couple I times know, now. I know, I know. You had a you had a medical emergency the last time we tried to uh, to do this. I did, I did, yeah. You know, so, but uh, um, but yeah, uh, no, no. It's it's been a great pleasure, and you're scheduled to be on again before too much longer, aren't you? I believe so. Yes. So we will be doing this again. Yes, but it'll be different because you'll have a partner. There you go. I'll there you go. I'll have a partner and I'll, I'll have to collect some more good stories. Okay. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for being on and uh, giving us your time. Um, everybody uh, be safe out there. Remember to wash your hands and stay tuned for the closing credits. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bill. My pleasure. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spot Productions. My, I'd like to thank my producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. I'd like to thank my special guest, Amy Remine. And uh, if you feel so led, uh, support the show over on Patreon.com. We're Bald Spots Pro. And uh, don't miss uh, YWL Online, uh, airing on Tuesday. New episodes are released on Tuesdays and Saturdays. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever uh, fine podcasts are proffered. Um, tune in uh, Tune in next time for... Wait a minute. It went too fast this time. Hold on. Let's see if I can rewind this. Corey Nathan. There we go. Tune in next time for Corey Nathan and a surprise guest because nobody's booked the second spot yet.
Please be sure to like, comment, and share to stay informed. Subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to kick that algorithm into gear so we can reach more people, because that is the point. So uh, once again, thank you all for tuning in, and have yourselves a wonderful whenever.